Hi everyone, welcome to HR Bites, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of HR professionals who bring a think globally and act locally digital HR agenda to their work. Everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. This is your host, Jay Pulaki, and today's guest is my good friend, Ipsita Mala. Ipsita is a global HR professional, and she's as global as you can get in the HR function. Uh, she's based in Austin, Texas, but prior to uh, coming to the United States, she has worked in India and also went to grad school, uh, or rather undergrad school in the UK. So welcome to the show, Ipsita. I am so happy to have you on today's show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jay, and it's a, it's a great pleasure to be part of your show, and I look forward to our conversation today. Thank you for that great introduction. I did want to add uh, that I'm, I'm an HR professional who loves to empower people to do their best at their jobs. Um, I'm the most fulfilled in my, in my job when I'm able to help um, come up with unique ideas and solutions to help uh, our leaders and team members perform their best. Uh, and I'm also a lifelong learner. I always continue to look for new experiences and new opportunities that continue to challenge myself. Absolutely. And isn't that how agile HR professionals should be? <laughs> so you kind of epitomize, you kind of epitomize that for us. And I'm so happy to have met you uh, online through LinkedIn and getting to know you more over the past couple of months has been really awesome. And I get to call you my friend now. So isn't that great? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about making the right virtual connections now that, you know, we're all working remotely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, when I look at your profile and the work that you've been doing, you really are like a living example of the think globally and act locally uh, digital HR leader, which is the need of the hour today, right? Uh, based on what we've learned in the past year, uh, a digital first strategy and a people first strategy uh, is what we need to employ in human resources. And we've really adopted uh, quite well, I would say, to the digital uh, challenges uh, we've faced in the past 10 months. How do you think the pandemic has fast-forwarded tech adoption in our HR function this past year? Yeah, so um, I, I think, I mean, HR as a function had to just accelerate the way that it was supporting its team members and leaders from a digital perspective. We, I mean, as HR, we had to ensure that um, you know, the continuity of business is there and there is minimum impact to the productivity with this pandemic. You know, there was so much that team members and leaders were going through in their professional and personal lives. So we had to think of ways on how we can better support them. Um, uh, and that could be, uh, you know, through providing them those digital collaboration tools and not just providing it to them, but also helping them with the adoption. Um, also, in the virtual world, we had to think of ways how leaders can continue to engage and motivate their team. Um, there were, you know, issues with their morale or they were feeling, you know, kind of cut out. So we had to ensure that leaders are continuing to engage and motivate their team in this new virtual world. Uh, and I think one thing that uh, was key was the infrastructure. Not everybody was set out to work in this 
uh, you know, permanent work from home kind of situation. And especially in the developing countries, it was not a norm for people to work from home. So we as HR had to ensure that we are providing the right technology, tools and techniques for our team members to be able to work long term and we were setting them up for success from a technology and infrastructure perspective. Um, and finally, from a reskilling and upskilling our workforce perspective. So it is said that 70% is, you know, people learn on their job, but 20% is through that uh, social interactions that they have at their workplace. And then 10% is through formal learning. But now with the pandemic, that 20% kind of, um, you know, kind of went away. So we have to, as HR, make sure that we are filling in that gap by, uh, coming up with some um, digital platforms, like setting up some informal discussion um, boards online for our team members to continue to get that interaction and that uh, you know social learning with their colleagues and coworkers. Absolutely, and and social networks are so important to our work, especially within the organization, right? Um, you kind of led us to um, our next piece of the conversation, where I was going to ask you how your, uh, you know, social capital within the organization has worked for you in scaling up and uh, bringing innovation to the HR function. Yeah, so I, I think very quickly the organization um, and, you know, we as an HR function realized that the pandemic is here to stay long term. So we had to bring in our cross-functional partners to kind of help implement, um, you know, work from home solution for our team members. So I think starting off with the technology and business teams where we kind of worked with them at looking at ways on how we can long term, um, you know, support our team members to be able to work from home. So the technology and business was the first team I think we kind of engaged with um, so that we are, you know, kind of setting up our team members for success and continuing that business and productivity. Uh, in some countries, we also worked with our regional HR teams as well as our legal and finance team because there were certain laws that were coming out in different countries that, you know, we as an HR team or as a company had to abide by. So we had to ensure that we were abiding by those laws and providing any additional support that our team members needed because they were, you know, places where there was complete lockdowns or, um, you know, team members just needed some additional support and that flexibility around, um, you know, just managing their day-to-day. -day. And I think facilities also played a key role where they provided uh, team members and just that infrastructure to be able to set up their home office, especially for people who did not, you know, kind of work from home on a regular basis. So just helping them um, set up their home office space and providing any kind of spare home office furniture or, or things like those and ensuring that they get delivered to the team members on time. Um, and finally, I would like to say that employee resource groups as well played, played a key role in providing that mental support. I, I think, um, you know, that that became so important, you know, to get that break outside of, you know, your work life and your personal life. So um, by engaging our employees and encouraging them to join these employee resource groups so that they are engaged in, um, you know, these social interactions that are outside of work and, you know, outside of their personal lives. And and that is the H in HR, right? And, and you know, <laughs> that's why we exist as a function. And and you know, if anything, this past year that has been at the forefront of our work. Uh, you know, technology is nothing but 
the people who use the technology, right? If not, technology yeah. won't exist. <laughs> so how do we yeah. how do we bring the focus to that particular digital first agenda is I, I think our challenge in 2021. You know, we kind of were forced to adopt and now we're, we're yeah. seeing and learning from what we did in the past 10 months to see how, right. you know, better we can be. And, and you know, the, the analogy that I always have in my head is from this book that I recently read in the past couple of months. It's by Stephen, uh, Steve Brown. Um, and it's called HR Rising. And he always compares our HR function um, in the book. At least there's several different chapters where he uses different analogies from life. And he compares the HR function to rising like the East, you know, be the East and rising like yeah. the bread. I mean, rising like the bread, right? We need to rise like the bread and we need to be the East as well to make that happen within an organization. And to me, that visual, uh, you know, it struck a chord and I use that quite often often when I try to explain why technology is so important, but at the, but the end of the day, it's the humans that really make that technology fly, right? If not for the human, right. if not for that connection, Absolutely. if not for that focus, I don't think our function would exist. Yeah. So what's one piece of advice you have for HR technology professionals or HR professionals who are looking to adopt new technology? this year. Right. I, I think you very like, rightly said that, you know, we can't lose the human behind the digital, you know, it might be a great technology, but if we don't have the right people and, you know, the right mindset to support it. So, you know, that technology will, will just fail, you know, even if it's, it's the best in the world. So I think having the right mindset, that agile mindset, which is more open, uh, receptive and willing to change is key. And I think that is usually built by the culture of the company itself. You know, in the past, if the change with the technology or the adoption has not gone well, it's not easy for, you know, us to help people adopt to it. So I think ensuring that we have the right change management techniques behind that change um, and also um, kind of transparent and open communication so that we are bringing people along, you know, when we are adapting that new technology, showing them what's in what's in there uh, for them and, you know, ensuring that we are, you know, kind of bringing them along through that communication and it's open and transparent throughout. Um, so that would help them build that, you know, that agile and open mindset and uh, they'd be more willing to adopt that technology because they'll know that it's something, you know, for the better, brighter future of, of themselves as well as the organization. Transparency in our communication is definitely key. If anything, I think <laughs> this past year, we've learned that too, right? <laughs> if we weren't transparent about what we're planning to do when we bring our employees back to work and what we uh, you know, are willing to do to help them work from home uh, in the future yeah. and even now, I don't think this work from home scenario would have worked for any organization. So that communication piece and that transparency uh, I, it really helped our function, definitely. So what do you think we as an HR function can do uh, to you know, foster this work from home hybrid uh, work environment? Because it's here to stay. I mean, it's not going anywhere. And I heard um, the CEO of one of these staffing firms, a really big conglomerate uh, global staffing firm, who said on CNBC that, you know, forget going back to work in an office. Exactly 
full time five times a day or six times a day, which part depends on which part of the world you work in. And, you know, it's not going to work. It's just not going to happen anymore. So how can we as an HR function help our employees uh, work from home and be their best selves and and be productive for, you know, meeting our organization's goals and objectives? You know, Jay, I think um, the answer here is empathy. I, I think as an HR function, we need to empathize with the current situation of our team members and our leaders. Uh, you know, on one hand, we saw people who were parents who started working from home and also kind of helping their child learn in this new virtual environment. And on the other hand, we saw team members who were single, um, who are, you know, kind of living by themselves for whom going to work was a big part of their day. You know, those social interaction was a big part of their day. So either way, you know, either situation, people were going through, uh, you know, adapting to a new routine or, you know, just Zoom fatigue in general. So I think kind of bringing in that flexibility, um, for different people to adapt the way they need to do their routines was key. So bringing that uh, part of our culture, having that flexible work environment to kind of support our team members because they may be in different situation, uh, you know, from the one that you are in. Um, And educating our leaders to provide those team members, you know, work-life integration. It was no longer about just work-life balance. It was about how we can integrate that, you know, since, um, you know, we were working from home and there were no boundaries around, uh, you know, our work or our personal life. So just ensuring that um, we are flexible and, you know, receptive to any kind of flexibility that leaders and team members needed um, in order to do their job. So, so yeah, I think empathy is, empathy is, key for us as HR professionals, as leaders, and as organizations going forward. That's that's a great insight you've um, just mentioned. Um, you know, empathy really works in organizations, not just because we are in the HR function, but leading with empathy. And there's so much research and literature out there where, you know, kindness at work and empathy at work are so important. And, and 2020 right. really... 2020 really said here, <laughs> hold my empathy, <laughs> or rather, you know, bring the empathy <laughs> to the fore, right? Um, so, you know, I've I've been in HR long enough to know this that you know, if if not for empathy, our function is just redundant to the organization, right. and and you know, a lot of our HR leaders forget that we are very paper first, mm-hmm. <laughs> process first, yeah. policy first folks. And we forget right. to uh, bring that empathy piece um, to our work. But I hope that the past 10 months have really helped us unlearn and relearn mm-hmm. a lot of the things that should happen for us as a profession. And and definitely Absolutely. empathy definitely is, is the key. So thank you for that nugget. I I really enjoyed that. And that brings us to the fun part of today's conversation. Are you ready? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So who is one person that you've gained in your network uh, that you think everyone should know in HR technology? 
Yeah, so uh, I recently added this keynote speaker. His name is Hitesh R, and I'll be happy to share his uh, link with you, Jay. Um, he's uh, he's somebody who comes, uh, you know, he's he's disabled from childhood, and uh, he's not let that get to him. He's a keynote speaker. He's worked with companies like Microsoft, Accenture, HSBC, and he delivers. Um, you know, the training series around leadership development, sales trainings, as well as diversity and inclusion training. So I've really enjoyed kind of looking at his content and I just find him very inspirational. Thank you. We'll share his LinkedIn profile in the show notes and any other links you can share with us. Absolutely. So what's your favorite HR podcast? I recently started listening to one on Apple Podcasts. It's called Hashtag Work Trends. Uh, it talks about, um, you know, the upcoming talent and culture within the organization, how we can, uh, you know, build a culture that is more people focused and uh, employee engagement techniques during the pandemic. So I'm really enjoying listening to, you know, the various episodes. It's called Hashtag Work Trends. Wonderful. And we'll link that as well in our show notes. Sure. Great. Um, LinkedIn learning or e-learning webinars related to HR technology or HR. I know it's difficult to pick one, but if you were to pick, <laughs> which one would that be? So there's this LinkedIn learning, and I'll again share the link with you. It's on unconscious bias. I think I really enjoyed listening to that one because it talks not only about, you know, the different kinds of unconscious biases and, you know, just understanding each of those, but also it tells us how, you know, we may unintentionally be engaged in an unconscious bias and, uh, you know, we may not even realize it. So it is, you know, kind of recognizing that, being more aware around that, uh, because it does have a long-term impact on the company. Um, so it helps kind of ways in how we can recognize it and also overcome it. So Great. that's one that I, I'd love to share. Okay, wonderful. We'll link that as well. And, you know, there are so many workplace trends that have happened in 2020, given the upheaval of all things work and life. <laughs> I know the right. Zoom shirt is here to say I'm wearing my Zoom jacket today. What place <laughs> trend do you think is here to stay? So I honestly believe that, um, you know, diversity and inclusion is something that's gained so much momentum this past year with everything that was going on. That's one workplace trend that's, you know, going to be here long term. Um, I'm seeing that, you know, organizations even that didn't have it as a strategic goal, they may have had diversity and inclusion initiatives, but they are, you know, kind of putting more formal um, goals and targets and indicators around their diversity and inclusion plans having more representation of women and people of color in their leadership is becoming key for organizations and even attracting and retaining their talent. It's going to help them with, uh, you know, having that diverse kind of um, pool of leaders is going to really help, you know, even the most traditional organization achieve the best, um, you know, from a business outcome perspective. So I think that's one trend that's here to stay. Uh, I recently read a book called The Loud Loudest Duck by Laura Liswood, and she talks about how, um, in a zoo, you know, like organizations are like a zoo where we have, you know, a horse, an elephant, a tiger, a rabbit, and we all need to kind of come together to, uh, you know, make that and uh, workplace environment successful, you know, how um, in a forest or a zoo, you know, everybody kind of lives together happily. So that's, that's something that, you know, even organizations need to accept that diverse diversity that different people from different experiences and backgrounds bring. 
Wonderful. I'd love to read that book. So do send me the link to the book as well. And I'll add it to the show notes. It sounds very interesting. I'm intrigued by the title and and the analogy there. Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. So how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I know you've done a lot of, uh, you know, community work, uh, not necessarily related to our field, but how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? Yeah, so I I think I always like to get involved in projects that are outside of my day job. Um, I was part of the HR rotation program. And once I graduated from that, I continued to mentor the ones who were joining the program. Uh, And not only from like a program perspective, but also helping them, you know, adapt to our culture within the company and just kind of helping them understand uh, corporate culture or how they can kind of adapt to it more easily because some of them were fresh graduates working for the first time in a corporate environment so I I think just being their friend and their buddy and their guide um, just make it a little bit more easy for them to adjust to that um, is something that I really enjoyed doing and also I I really enjoy being part of any DNI initiatives Um, I always like seeing how different organizations try to implement um, those within their organizations because within a company itself Um, there are different kind of subcultures that emerge within like you know the sales would be a different kind of mindset and IT would be different from um, you know HR or you know other parts of the business so just how we can kind of customize it a little bit to help our team members be more susceptible to that to that initiative or that project so I've always enjoyed you know kind of seeing that Uh, And finally, the employee resource groups. I've always enjoyed being part of that, not just from a social perspective, but also there is so much that they have to offer outside of just, you know, building your network just in terms of the speakers they bring or the interactions that they have. I think that that's played a key role, um, you know, in my career as an HR professional. Absolutely. The social networks, there you go again. (laughs) They play a key role, right? That's how how you build, build your networks. So... So thank you so much for you know being my guest today and bringing your insights to our show. I'm sure the insights that you've got today are going to resonate with uh, our audience globally, and I'm sure that you know they would want to reach out to you. So how would you like them to connect with you online? I think I'm very active on LinkedIn, so that would be the best way for me to reach out. I mean, for them to reach out to, and uh, depending on the conversation, I'm more than happy to, you know, share my number or my email ID to, you know, take those conversations forward. Absolutely. Thank you again so much, Ipsita. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Jay. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Audience, thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to bringing you more such global stories, HR tech and HR related, of course. Um, And I'll see you soon. Take care.